Championship Wrestling, presented by Pro Shingle, is brand new every Saturday at high noon on CW30. Don't miss one full hour of the best, the best, the best pro wrestling action. Follow us at CW30 Wrestling. We'll see you on Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them shooting the shiznit sent you. You better tell someone. Tell someone about stspod.com. Tell them now. Call them. Text them. Tell them. Telegram. Send them video messages. Whatever. Tell them. This episode is also sponsored by Manscaped.com. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STSPOD. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com with promo code STSPOD. from STS Studios in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and I have in the green room waiting on me Gary J. Wilson, part owner of Paradigm Pro Wrestling. How are you doing, Gary? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, I found you on independentwrestling.tv, so I want to put that over real quick let everybody know uh, that's how I found you and found your promotion to be very interesting. So I want to talk about your promotion, but right before we started, you said you want to address some stuff really quick. You have a show coming up Friday, and by the end of this show, I want you to go over the matches and everything, but uh, you did want to address something really quick. Yeah, um, for those that don't know, we're based in Sellersburg, Indiana, which is a suburb of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and if you've been following the news, you've probably been seeing with the Breonna Taylor decision today, the decision not to prosecute those officers. The city's hurting. Uh, th- there's some violence in the city, and the city is under curfew. Um, we debated canceling the show. We're not. We're about 25, 30 minutes away from Louisville. Our talent has asked us to proceed with the show, so we will. Uh, we just want to let any fans know that you know, we're a safe environment. We try to be welcoming to everyone. Uh, but if uh, under any circumstances, if you're not comfortable while uh, going out, because, again, Louisville is under curfew, uh, just let us know. We're happy to exchange your tickets for another event. Um, Indiana, where we're at, is not under curfew. But uh, we're just trying to make the best of the situation right now. Hey, in that's our great, man. I, I think that's cool being able to tell everybody. Uh, we actually just... Um 
We're going to release this episode on Friday morning real early uh, so that uh, people that still want to come to the show can uh, or get tickets because I want to ask you about a policy you have here in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, it, we're recording it on a Wednesday afternoon and a lot of things going on. We just wanted to uh, – I wanted to give you a chance, Gary, to address that so everybody – wrestling is huge in my life, has been for years, been a fan since 1978. And I know it's big in your life when you are – are a part owner of a promotion, but um, there's a lot of things that are really more important than pro wrestling, so it, it's good to go ahead and address it, and then let the fans know, like you said, if you don't feel safe, guys, uh, you know, uh, DM them, contact them, let them know what's up, uh, and, and and I, I uh, applaud you for that, Gary, because I know how hard it is to promote professional wrestling, so... So let's talk about sure. let's let's get off that because this will air on Friday. It'll be a little two days into what's going on right now. Uh, I want to start you being a fan or you growing up being a, a wrestling fan because I know you had to do that to actually do what you do now. Every promoter had to be a fan at some point. Sure, sure. Yeah, I grew up a you know a big fan. One of my earliest memories is watching, uh, and I was always kind of a heel fan, even as a child. <laughs> One of my earliest memories is like uh, rooting for the Undertaker to beat the Hulk Hogan and watching him do that, and then drop the title at this text uh, Tuesday in Texas. That's probably like the first wrestling feud I remember. Oh wow! So big WWE fan. Where did you grow up in the area? Then the Louisville area. No, I'm from uh, northern Indiana originally. I I've kind of lived all over the place, but I'm from northern Indiana originally, uh, sort of close to Chicago, Notre Dame country, south end Indiana, if you're familiar with that. Right, right. And did they? what kind of television did you get? Did you just get the main WWE? Because, see, you don't know nothing about me, and that's what this is. This is shooting the shizzit. It's about me sitting down with someone I don't know any, you know, don't know anything about or somebody I've known for years. And uh, but, but I grew up on a Memphis wrestling. I grew up in the Memphis area, uh, as you can probably tell by my accent. Uh, I'm not from New York. Uh, so I watched wrestling every. <laughs> I watched wrestling every um, every Saturday morning at eleven a.m. to twelve p.m. Uh, from the time I think from nineteen seventy eight till, gosh, I want to say in the nineties, I had only missed probably a dozen shows. Uh, so that showed you my dedication to Memphis wrestling. But what was you watching at the time? Um, you know, I watched everything. My dad had one of those, uh, and this is outside of the statute of limitations, so I can talk about it now. Oh, yeah, one talk about illegal... it. I have one, too. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> those illegal uh, disambler boxes. So we oh, got all okay, the you had the black box. I, I had something. Go ahead, I'll tell you what I had. <laughs> uh, so we were able to watch everything. That was kind of my exposure to even watching ECW, uh, Young, UWFI, I discovered through their North American pay-per-views, uh, which has a heavy influence on our style, but I watched a lot of everything. Nitro was probably my favorite, uh, during my formative years though. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I started a lot, I'm a lot older than you. So yeah, we had one of those big, uh, this is hilarious. I'm telling this story, but that's what this is all about. We had one of those big ass, uh, dishes, you know, do you remember those? You ever see those in people's sure. yard? Yeah. So the deal was my uncle was a bootlegger of, uh, of, uh, a uh, cable he's dead so you can't get him guys uh and probably statue of limitations but cable tv or whatever you want the satellite he could get you a card and then even direct tv he used to do that but but my dad he owed my dad money so he put us in a satellite dish 
How about that? So mm. we get <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so we get a satellite dish, and we're I'm able to watch. That was my first exposure to Lucha Libre. Uh, and being able to watch uh, Univision, I guess that was it. Uh, and it was on like Saturday afternoons. And I was just, I was not a huge fan of it. Still, I have a hard time with that style on some things, but I was not a huge fan of it. I'm also old school in the sense that, and we'll talk about UWF a little bit more, but, but I traded VHS. I mean, I waited until it came from Japan, and I had to wait weeks for it to get there. And now, as you know, I can watch your show Friday night while it's happening, uh, and I also can watch, uh, you know, G One right now um, on New Japan World. So it's crazy the the actual technology changed changed professional wrestling, and you can tell by just your black box that it changed what you was a what what influenced you, you know. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and MMA too. I grew up watching that through the city scrambler box as well. And I think that had a big influence on my fandom. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's my uncle did all that. The D scrambler. I love that. One of my friends, he does a podcast and he talks about the black box and he says he thinks the black box influenced him on many things. So he's talking about his mama. Probably she knew everything he watched. She'd probably disown him. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably fair. Probably fair. Cause yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, we was always trying to look, there's two things I want to tell you, Gary, that I look for on the big satellite dish, unscrambled. So I was looking for boobs and wrestling. That's all I was looking sure. for. That that's it, buddy. That that is all we're looking for. Um so you you're into professional wrestling. You're watching it. You said you was a heel fan. I love that. Uh when I'm when I was growing up, um Jimmy Valiant when he was a heel, I loved him. Uh, and, and, and then like Joe Duke, I seem to like all the heels, some of the heels growing up, but you know, some of the favorites still built on D and Jerry Lawler, uh, the undertaker, uh, wanting to see, uh, the undertaker win. I think that's cool. But when did you just, because we have, we always have this spot where we, we go, we're exposed to what reality of what it is like kayfabe dies for us. Um, and I, I say this all the time. I think, I think I knew it wasn't on the up and up because I was five feet from the ring at my first show, but I didn't know and I didn't care at, you know, in 1978 when I was 12 years old, I could care less. Uh, but at the point to where I learned some more stuff, I think I went from, you would think that you would just not be a fan, but I went from not being a fan to being a hardcore fan. So when did you, when did, you know, when did you find out what, you know, the workings, the inner workings of the business? Um, as far as when I, was I smartened up, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I never really thought the WWF or WCW stuff was real. My parents were pretty clear to me that it wasn't. I didn't really care. UWFI promoted itself as real. And at that time, you know, that was before MMA and it looked real. So I could buy that that was real. Um, but I guess like my like formal smartening up would be like, I start, started subscribing to the, my dad got me a subscription to the wrestling observer uh, in 97, right around the time of the Montreal screw job. Um, so I guess that's, and you know, I was only nine years old at that time. So that's, probably when I learned like more about any of it, but I, I never had like a period of time where I really thought it was real, real. Awesome. awesome. It, it, I, l I love it when you say that. And so you're old school, you got, you, you know, Lance, the guy that helps me with this, uh, he actually still gets 
the paper observer. Can you freaking believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've not seen a paper observer in a long time. You know, I, uh, yeah, I me neither. Think. It's been it's been a long time. It's the tiny print. I can't read that shit anymore, Gary. So I, I can't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've been. Dave, I something you I tell you I was Dave Snitch in Memphis, so so I always gave Dave the inside dope of what was going on in Memphis, Tennessee, and thought thought I was hot shit by doing that. Uh, but Dave Dave has you know built a business on on, on killing kayfabe kinda. But you know when you got started getting the Observer, it was a lot more about. The Observer was about the guys in the business. Like, a lot of the guys in the business wanted the Observers so they could see what the gates really were. Mm-hmm. So they Absolutely. Would, yeah, so if you were working in Memphis and you wanted, to go to, you wanted to go to Portland, then you would see what the gates were in Portland. And, and the guys would borrow the Observer from me and read it to see where the gates were. Because a promoter, I know this might surprise you, but we have a history in professional wrestling. A promoter's lying about what the gates are. So. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> I, Memphis especially, that was a, a really bad payday historically yes, for most yes, of them. It, it was, unless you was working for Jerry Lawler. So when Lawler was a booker, he he, he would give you some money. So I have traveled uh, almost uh, five hours before and made a $6 payday. Well, no, I'm sorry. That was $3 payday. So so I've been lied to by a couple of promoters and myself. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to come back because, Gary, I want to know, why do you want to be a wrestling promoter? That's what we want to talk about next. So after commercial break, we'll be right back with Gary. Championship Wrestling presented by Pro Shingle is brand new every Saturday at high noon on CW30. Don't miss one full hour of the best, the best, the best pro wrestling action. Follow us at CW30 Wrestling. We'll see you on Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Spunk Lube. Spunk Lube is the perfect blend of water and silicone. It is an all-purpose personal lubricant that can be used for any occasion. You will love the natural feeling and look of it. It is safe for sensitive skin. Go to spunklube.com and tell them shooting the shiznit sent you. You better tell someone. Tell someone about stspod.club. Tell them now. Call them. Text them. Tell them. Telegram. Send them video messages. Whatever. Tell them. Hey guys, do you remember the days when you were younger? You know what I mean, when you could look at that Victoria's Secret catalog and just just the thought of it being in your mail made it stand to attention? Well now, if you're trying to get back to your glory days, there's hope for you. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed because, listen up, we're talking about BlueChew.com. Yes, blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the very first chewable with the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, ready whenever an opportunity arises. 
Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com, get your very first shipment free when you use our special promo code STS, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code STS, try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. This episode is also sponsored by Manscaped.com. That's right, get 20% off and free shipping with the code STSPOD. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com with promo code STSPOD. Hey, we're back from commercial. I want to thank the sponsors. Setting in with me today is Gary J. Wilson, part owner of Paradigm Pro Wrestling. I discovered you on independentwrestling.tv. I want to put them over again. If you do not have a subscription, guys, there is something for everybody on there. Hardcore, you name it. It's It's got everything if you just want to watch... Uh, every promotion, I cannot tell you how much stuff's on there. For people that complain, Gary, about I don't like wrestling now or I don't watch AEW, I don't watch WWE, uh, man, quit complaining. Become a wrestling fan and subscribe. It's 10 bucks and, it, and I don't get a kickback or nothing. But I discovered you guys. Uh, and before we get into me discovering you and us talking about UWF and such, why why do you want to why do you want to be a wrestling promoter, Gary? Because it's not always you know it's because I've done it myself, so it's it's not always well fun. It's not always fun. So uh, it's almost never fun to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, I've always been into combat sports. Um, the barrier to entry in wrestling is a little bit lower than it is in boxing or MMA. It's a lot less expensive to promote pro wrestling. Um, but I just, uh, you know, I trained for a while to be a pro wrestler, had a few matches, uh, back eh, probably 10 years at this point, uh, under Matthew justice who's one of our main stars now. Uh, and I physically, my body could not take the punishment. Um, so promoting was, you know, a lot easier on the body. So it kind of fell in from that, but I've always kind of loved wrestling. I always wanted to promote shows, uh, so about three years ago, we got an opportunity to start doing it. So there's me and uh, there's a group of guys, um, and you know, we just ran with it and I'm not going to say it's been a picnic since then. There's been a lot of struggles, you know, independent wrestling promoting is always an uphill battle, but we've probably got our highest level of success and pain, um, what con- constitutes that, uh, pretty recently. So it's, it's kind of gratifying to see the efforts pay off. I think it's. I think the idea of you know, like we said, technology, and and I'm able here. I am in Jonesboro, Arkansas, able to watch it and be. I was like, I'm going to watch when you said UWFI rules. I had to watch some of the matches because I was, and I'll tell you more about that. But I was a UWF fan, like when it first started. And as soon as I said that, seen that, I was like, eh, bullshit. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna bullshit you. I was like, this, this is not gonna appeal to me because it's, 
the match, the title match was exactly what it should have been. It lasted X amount of minutes. It was hard. It was, <laughs> it looked like a shoot at points, points that didn't look like a shoot. It was exactly what I wanted to watch. And I was like, wow, these guys are fans. And that's when I reached out to you. I was like, you know, you don't, you didn't just put that out there, but you was a huge fan uh, of the UWF style or the UWFI style that, uh, that came UWF. If no one knows, and you know this, but some people, uh, listen to this probably will not even know what we're talking about, Gary. Uh, but it, it started with the shoot kick that was heard around the world. Uh, Maeda, uh, <laughs> kick Choshu. And then he couldn't wrestle for New Japan anymore. So that was the start of it. Uh, and then UWFI was after that when Takata took over. Uh, I wanted to ask you this. It's you're a huge fan of, of that era and of that. Is Could that happen today? Could there be anybody in the United States that could kick somebody in the face to make people think it was real? It was real. But would they even legit think it was real? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we had a moment on our first UWFI rule show where I had fans running over to me thinking the guy was knocked out. But what was really, because, you know, that was a shoot kick, the one you were referring to. But what's more impressive was this was a worked kick. But people thought he was legitimately knocked out. Um, so when it works, it works. You know, some of these guys are really good. Uh, Chris Dickinson is a prime example. Yes. Everything Chris Dickinson does in the ring looks real, just period. I agree, 100%. <laughs> Huge fan. Uh, what I'm thinking of, though, do you think Do you think anyone in the business, say in the wrestling business, could do something like he did? Could, could you see anyone sliding in the ring and kicking somebody and it mean anything? Or would everyone think it was a work when it comes, when it in the WWE, say in the WWE, Moxley slid in the ring and kicked somebody in the face? Or one of the, the guys right now that uh, was with the WWE decided he was ready to go somewhere else. Are we going to believe it? The fans going to believe it? Or are we just going to think it's part of the work? Uh, you're conditioned not to believe it's real. I don't think anybody thinks it's anything other than a work that watches any sort of wrestling. So probably not. I couldn't, that's, I I kept trying to think about that. When I, when I was thinking about interviewing you, I was thinking, could there be somebody that could create, cause you know, he created himself as a star. He was a star anyway, but he created this, this thing that he was real and you said that the UWFI was a work also. It was, but those guys made you think it was real because they were so stiff. Well, yeah, and it looked real because MMA hadn't been invented. You know, once people got an idea of what real fighting was, like if you watch UWFI now, in hindsight, as a child, I thought it was real. I think if you watch it not knowing what jujitsu is, for instance, it still looks real, but it's not. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think you can exactly emulate that kind of realness that they had. Uh, and I don't think it's necessarily a matter of working stiff because plenty of guys work stiff on the Indies. But I, I, I just think people know more about fighting now. That's possible. That and it's sense. also the thing about what got me with uh, those, because they didn't, what they had one show every month and, and some of the guys didn't work but one time or three times a year and, and stuff like that. Then you had legit tough guys. You knew... No matter what, you knew Vader was a tough guy. 
Uh, sure. So, yeah. So you you had stuff like that happening, and it would make you. It would even make you question what was going on. Well, you know, you know this, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But you know, a lot of people think you you uh, uh, UFC's work too. You know that, don't you? Sure. Uh, I mean, I hear that from pro wrestlers all the time, and there's times when it goes to judges' decisions where I don't really disagree with them. Uh, MMA is promoted just like pro wrestling. To me, there is no actual difference between pro wrestling and MMA. Um, you know, the finishes are worked in one, but that's the only difference. Right. There's right. the same same sport as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, you know, I just I'm not a huge uh, UFC fan. I think I'm more into what the people in UFC, all the crazy things that happen behind the scenes, more than than I'm actually a fan. Uh, I was a fan early. I think I watched you know X amount of them, and then kind of lost interest, and then and it came back when Connor was you know winning all these, which a lot of people did. That that was his appeal. Uh, he brought a lot of fans back, uh, but I don't watch as much. But I was inter- uh, just totally interested. I think it's funny. I'm not that much into uh, into USC, but as soon as you said UWL, if I was going to looking at your promotion, now you talked about justice. Um, Tell me about this guy, man. I seen a documentary uh, on him where he was wrestling in uh, a junkyard. Uh, Matt Justice? Yeah. yeah. Zona, tw- <laughs> Zona 23. Uh, he does. Uh, Matt Justice is insane. Um, he's probably our top babyface uh, or one of them. You know, he's been with us for a couple of years. Uh, he's on fire on the independent scene. He was a, a guy in WWE developmental for a long time back when it was still Florida championship wrestling before NXT existed. Uh, and, and he told the story all the time, but he said he essentially got sick of working the Ascension every night um, and decided he <laughs> wanted to go back to Indies. Um, Cause you know, at that time they were still more on the loops where you were just working the same guy over and over and over. Uh, he went back to the Indies and he got really good and he's just insane. He'll put his body on the line and any match would put him in. Um, he's a great talent you know there's there's not a match that i can put him in that i don't think he'll succeed at as far as drawing the gate for me getting it done in ring being able to cut a promo to hype it up uh phenomenal talent i know i don't know if he's gonna even take this as a compliment if he if he's listening to this but he reminds me of an old time like Jimmy Valiant brawler from 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 Memphis. That's what he reminds me of. But he has he has that charisma, not as much as Jimmy Valiant at the time. But but he does have that charisma that you need to be a professional wrestler. Y'all ran an angle, uh, which y'all are doing the heavy hitters championship, where him and his tag team partner, uh, tag team partner Beverly Bobby Beverly, hit him with the chair at the end, and then they're going against each other here. What? When when you have a tag team that's over like that, what makes you as a booker decide, hey, it's time to split them up? Um, because they had done everything I think they could do in our tag team scene, uh, and they did it well. You know, they had a feud with another team called the Rejects, uh, and during our second year of the summer, and really the tag titles were our, our company's top titles during that, as far as fan interest and card placement went. Uh, there's more opportunities to have them as a singles. You know, we don't, we try to keep things fresh without recycling a ton. Um, so it's about moving them forward. Um, Matt does do a lot of international tours, so I can't always get them on every show. That hasn't been an issue in 2020 because of the coronavirus. 
But in general, he was going over to Japan, over to Mexico, uh, and he had a trip to Germany scheduled. I think his availability was a bit more limited. Um, but he's a phenomenal talent. Bobby Beverly is a phenomenal talent. So we wanted to find ways where we could continue to use them and keep them fresh. Yeah, just uh... – <sighs> You know, the I'm gonna have to go back and watch some of the because I the rejects a damn good tag team too. Uh, just and it's one of those teams that you don't you don't see as many people talking about. And that's what I really liked about your promotion is I seen some people I did know and some people I didn't know, and then I was like, man, these guys are really good. Somebody you got on your show this coming? Uh, I sound like I'm uh, pr- the promoter. Here's what we got going on on, on Friday night. But you got a guy by Everett Connors. Now, let me tell you, I've seen Everett in some of his first matches, and now and now he's he's getting booked all over the place. What, what's your what's your true feelings about this kid? Is, is he going to be as – I know he's good, but he's going to be as good as he thinks he's going to be? Or, I mean, he seems to have a really good future in this business. Uh, yeah, he's got a ton of charisma. He's got a great character. He's great in ring. Um, I think the sky is the limit. I think he can go as far as he wants to go. He just uh, the first couple of matches I seen him working. He was working uh, for Glory Pro uh, for uh, some of uh, when Elgin had it, and so uh, just he had a lot of talent at the time. Somebody else that you're going to have uh, Freddie Hudson is your champion, and he's going against Myron Reed. I want to talk about what's your thoughts on Myron Reed. Uh, Myron Reed has been with us since our very first show. Oh wow! Uh, you know long. Long before he was on Major League Wrestling or on TV, uh, he was main eventing our first show uh, back in 2017. So he's been with us for the long run. Um, you know, he's been in the title picture on and off for a couple of years. Uh, and I'm really excited for this match. You know, this goes back to our second year anniversary show. This is a match we've been building for over a year. So I- I'm excited to see what they're going to do. It's going to be a two out of three falls match. Uh, I think it's going to be a show stealer. Awesome, awesome. I'm a fan of his, too. I've seen him at Glory Pro um, for what I guess it was the first Glory Pro or the second Glory Pro show. Uh, just a talent. At the time, um, my only criticism was him. He needed to gain weight. That was, I, I, you know, I, he's too skinny. But then the business kind of changed, actually, with him in the sense that somebody like Ray Phoenix or, you know, it's it's not about being a big muscle guy all the time now and it changed as the smaller guys are getting a breaks and, and he was a guy that that uh, the fans man they went with him right i mean as soon as he came to the ring they were hot for him and i think everett had some kind of at the time he was doing i want to say backstreet top <laughs> gimmick i'm not sure maybe i'm wrong that's what it kind of just yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it was pretty fun with that. All right, what I want you to do, um, and we're running out of time, so what I want you to do, number one, tell everybody how to to uh, get the promotion and, and, and get tickets for the promotion or, or just be on social media with everything. Uh, give us your uh, Twitter, your Facebook, whatever, so that people can take a look at it. Uh, sure, yeah, we're Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Our website is ParadigmProWrestling.com. You can stream us on IndependentWrestling.tv. If you use promo code Paradigm, you'll get a five-day free trial, and we will get a kickback. Uh, so we always appreciate that if you use our promo code. Uh, we've got you know three great shows coming up. We've got this one. We've got a show at the Collective in October. We've got another UWFI Rules Grand Prix in November with Dan Severin, Stephen Bonner, and Tom Lawler. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a show. Uh, 
we appreciate, you know, the interest and the follows. Check us out. We've got some shoot style wrestling. We do a lot of hardcore. We've got some high flying as well. We try to be, we promote ourselves as the crossroads of combat. We do a lot of different styles of wrestling in one ring. I, I, I agree with you. It is one of those, when you watch your commercial for the, or the promo, you know, for this, it's like, wow, they do a little bit of everything. And that is what I always liked about professional wrestling. And I talk about this. I was, I liked a little hardcore. I liked the muscle guys. I liked the fat guys. I like, you know, that, that's just me. It's, I like everything about professional wrestling. Before we go though, I, I have a question I was going to ask and I didn't ask. Why, why did we call it paradigm? professional wrestler where did that come from and what did you guys think after moxley started you using that kind of as his finishing move uh so we predate that just for the yeah record. i know you do uh, i know you do <laughs> <laughs> um because basically it's a long story but it came because we were trying to create a, a paradigm shift in wrestling and how it was viewed here locally um you know there's some very good other shows here locally but they weren't always uh you know what we wanted to see in wrestling. Uh, so we tried to create an environment that's welcoming of all people of all races, of all beliefs were LGBTQ friendly. Um, you know, we, we put an emphasis on highlighting wrestlers of color. Um, we try to be a diverse promotion. Um, so I think we're kind of like the paradigm shift uh, in professional wrestling, you know, wrestling is for everyone. Uh, and I think that got lost somewhere in translation and we're doing our best to try and ensure that it continues to be for everyone. Awesome, awesome. I love that idea. I love the idea of being able and, and that's that's one of the things I absolutely loved about being a wrestling fan uh as a kid and as now. It it, it doesn't matter who you're a fan of. <laughs> as a real fan, it you know, uh in this this is a little deep, but you know, I have seen what I being in the south, you I know this might surprise you also, but I've seen racist people uh, but I've 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 heard somebody say the N word in the next five minutes. They're chanting for the the Derek King's the most over black wrestler probably in this area. But they're say, they're chanting go Derek go. You know that's mm. how that's how weird the business really is. And if anything, you can do by just saying it doesn't matter what color these people are. It doesn't matter uh, what what they you know what they do in their own life. Blah blah blah. It's we're giving you a product and we're we're putting the best talent ahead. And that's man, that's a great idea. I loved it because I I don't know if that's what made me see the paradigm and then think okay paradigm shift. You know, but I noticed it came way before Moxley did that. So. Yeah, well, it's just a uh, happy coincidence. It makes it harder to do a vanity search, though. When I search for Paradigm Pro Wrestling now, a ton of articles on John Moxley come up. But <laughs> Well, maybe, but, you one, know, yeah, maybe one day he'll, you know, he does some of the, the offshoot, like Bloodsport and stuff like that. You never know. He may he may see the UWFI stuff and, and want to come uh, work. That would be fun. That would be fun as hell. All right, guys. On the- Go ahead. I was just going to say, with him, yeah, actually, we're going on right after him at the Collective. He's the main event of Bloodsport. Uh, oh, we wow. We have show after that. Uh, when is that? Tell that, because I want to bring some other people on for the Collective. When is that? Uh, the Collective is October 9th, 10th, and 11th in Indianapolis. Uh, there's six or seven different promotions, 12 shows in total. Uh, it's organized by Game Changer Wrestling. We are going on Sunday at 11.30 p.m. Uh, on October 11th. We're going to have a hybrid we're- show. Uh, with hardcore UWFI and some traditional wrestling. 
Well, well, that's uh, we're we're uh, we do February. We do freelance in February every February. Uh, friends there in freelance wrestling in Chicago. So I see they're on there and a bunch of a lot of wrestling guys. If you're in the area, buy a ticket. All right, same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks, Gary, for joining us on the best little wrestling podcast in the business. Be there, and as everyone knows. I love my mama. Hey, if you're stuck in a house and still want to order food, go with Uber Eats. That's right. Download Uber Eats on your favorite device. Get $7 off your first order by using this code EATS-BRIANT24790UE. That's E-A-T-S dash B-R-I-A-N-T 24790-U-E. Did you enjoy that episode? Cash App us. That's right. Dollar sign B-T-S-T-S. Cash App us. One dollar, two dollars. If you cash app us over twelve dollars, I'll give you one year of Patreon for free. Graphic design is very important. Your logo is the first image potential customers see. What kind of impression would you want to make today? Need a podcast logo or a t-shirt design? KT does art. Her name has become synonymous with quality and professionalism in the graphic design community. She specializes in graphic design, painting, and more. She provides affordable commissions and professional quality with a timely delivery. Contact KT via email at KT underscore does art at yahoo.com. Check out her Instagram at Instagram.com slash KT underscore does art. That was another great episode of Shooting the Shiznit. Looking for contestants for who wants to be the best Shiznitter ever. That's right. Contact me and be a contestant on who wants to be the best Shiznitter ever. A big shout out to our sponsors this month. Also, remember, we have a Patreon for only $1. That's Patreon.com. Shooting the Shiznit without the G. A special thanks to Bob McGee at Pro Wrestling's Between the Sheets. Gene Jackson at LocalsToLegends.com and Sean Garmer at Wrestling to Max website. You can reach me on Comic Book Mark BT on Twitter at BT Shooting the Shiznit on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook with a Shooting the Shiznit Facebook page. We have the Cool Kids Wrestling and MMA Talk. Facebook group, if we don't like you, we'll kick you out, but you also have to ask to get in. All the archives are at www.stspod.club. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Podcast Addict, Spreaker, Spotify, and all the fun podcast players. Podcast Roll Call. A big shout out to Creative Control. Keeping it 100. Memphis Memories with Randy Hales and my buddies over there at P3 Radio, Max and Josh. Who's Right Podcast with Doug and Anthony, a great non-wrestling podcast. Another one would be Man Brain with my buddy Dave over there, Man Brain Podcast. Uh, Check them out. Lance's favorite, Suplex City Limits. Suplex City Limits with Jim and the fudge. Guys, I am Brian Trammell. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> <laughs>